So in honor of Thanksgiving this week, I was going to preach the second message in What's, what's Coming. I began last week, had it all ready, all in the pipe, ready to go. And um, we are at a memorial service for Pat Savage yesterday. John comes up to me. You remember that, John? We prayed for a moment. You said, Pastor, the, the Lord says you need to pray before you preach that message tomorrow. And I promptly forgot it, went home. And uh, worked for hours, you know, putting, working on that message because it's involved. So I went to sleep. The Lord woke me up three in the morning. But not before when I was working on the message. Kathy walks in the room and she said, uh, you preaching a Thanksgiving message tomorrow? I said, nope. And when I said it like that, I said, nope. I, and I said it with a little pastoral indignation. I don't have to. I'm not bound to have to preach a Thanksgiving message. On Thanksgiving, I can preach what I want to preach. No. But I, I had that funny little witness of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's in there kind of snickering. Saying, hmm, that's what you think. I got woke up at 3 in the morning. Eyes popped open. I looked at my watch. 3 o'clock. Immediately, the Holy Spirit said, I sent you two witnesses. I sent your brother John. I sent you your wife. Don't preach that message tomorrow. I want you to preach a Thanksgiving message. It's three in the morning. <laughs> so I'm laying in bed thinking, what is Thanksgiving? What am I going to say about Thanksgiving? At any rate, I have an awesome word from the Lord about Thanksgiving this morning. And I'm so glad that the Lord got my attention. He's going to let me preach this to you this morning. So you're ready? ready. All right. Praise God. Here we go. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 15, sorry, verse 16 through 18. And here we go. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Wouldn't you love to know the will of God? Would you be living different? Would you do things different? If all of a sudden God said, I'm going to reveal my will to you. I'm going to give you my will. You'd be like, oh, oh my gosh. God's going to tell me his will. Things are going to be awesome. Well, here it is. Give thanks in everything. This is the will of God for you in Jesus Christ. There you go. That is the power right there. You know, there's one thing you can never have too much of, and that's Thanksgiving. God never says, enough, that's enough, that's enough Thanksgiving. You can stop now. He never does. The Thanksgiving can be endless. In fact, the Bible says give thanks always and everything. Praise God. You know, prayer, prayer uh, can be rejected, but Thanksgiving is never rejected Prayer could go unanswered, but thanksgiving is never unanswered. Thanksgiving is the perfect spiritual practice of all the things. You know, some people want to be spiritual. They just, they want to develop a spiritual life, and that should be the ambition of every Christian. Of all the spiritual practices that you could practice, thanksgiving is the perfect spiritual practice. You can never do it too much. God never gets sick of it. It's always appropriate in every situation. You, you know, you can pray amiss. 
You can, uh, you can pray and get it wrong, but you can't give thanks wrong. Thanksgiving is always good. In fact, Psalm 92, 1 says, it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. So the thanksgiver is a good doer. So if you want to be a good doer, be a thanksgiver. How many of you this morning would want to be a good doer? Sure, be a thanksgiver. The thanksgiver is a good doer in any situation, any situation. He or she who gives thanks to God always does the good thing. That's the good thing in every situation you're in. When you're down and you don't know what to do, thanksgiving, giving thanks to God is always the good thing to do when you don't know what else to do. And the reason is that the attitude of gratitude determines altitude. Isn't that great? That's one of those preacher-isms, little witticisms. And we love, preachers love rolling rhetoric. So the attitude of gratitude produces altitude. In fact, if you want to increase the altitude in your life, been spending too much time on the ground, too much time in the valley, and you want to increase the uh, altitude in your life, the attitude of gratitude is the way to get it done. Hallelujah. The thanksgiver will rise and soar with God. Quickest way I know to soar with God is just constantly walk in thanksgiving to Him. I've been flying airplanes since I was a kid. And um, in the 50s, made my first transatlantic flight. Made several of them. And, and I love flying. So I learned all about flying many, many years ago. And of course, nowadays, it's no big things like taking the bus. But frequent flyers, who here is, has been a frequent flyer in your lifetime? You've flown more than twice. Been on an airplane more than two or three times? Sure. So if you've been on a plane more two or three times, everybody knows that before the cabin service can come out and serve you, you've got to what? Cruising altitude. We'll be cruising today. This is your captain. We'll be cruising today at 38,000 feet. And as soon as we reach cruising altitude, the cabin service will begin. Everybody who flies knows that. Got to reach cruising altitude. Then the cabin service comes out. You see, Thanksgiving brings you to cruising altitude. Hallelujah. If you want heaven to serve you, be a thanksgiver and climb to cruising altitude. Guess what? The angels will come out with your blessings. Some Christians feel like, you know, I'm never blessed. I, my prayers don't get answered. I don't know what the problem is, but that's how they, that's what comes out of their mouth all the time. There's no gratitude, so there's no altitude. You've got to get up to cruising altitude before they start serving you. The service is on the plane. Everything you need is on the plane. In fact, it's paid for in your ticket, and those those stingy stewardesses, they're not sitting there saying, I don't want to give you your bag of chips. They want to serve you. They're, they're getting paid to serve you. The angels want to bring God's blessing to your life. It's just that the FAA regulations got to reach cruising altitude before they can begin the service. Is that not right? right. 
Glory to God. So Thanksgiving brings you to cruising altitude. You know, people say all the time, you know, I, I don't know what to pray for. I'm in this situation, climate, I don't, just don't even know what to pray for. But God already knows what you need. Do you realize that, that before you even knew you had a need, he had a provision for the need, and he knew you were going to need it. So oftentimes we say, you know, <clears throat> I just don't know how to frame my prayer. I, I don't know how to ask. I'm not sure really what I need. So be a thanksgiver. Just, just begin to give thanks to God. Be a thanksgiver, and when you reach cruising altitude, God will come out with what you need. You say, now, but, but the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Sometimes you don't know what to ask. Be a thanksgiver. Just give thanks to God. He knows what you He'll come out, reach that cruising altitude. When the value of your circumstances begin to depreciate in value, express your gratitude to God. Be a thanksgiver because the one who appreciates God will appreciate in value. You will never rise above your appreciation of God in life. You can take that to the bank. You will never elevate you above, you'll never rise above the level of your appreciation expressed for God. Lift up thanksgiving to God and your life will be lifted up because your life follows the direction of your appreciation. Oh, I wish people knew this. You could save the counselors a ton of money if you knew that basic rule, your life will follow your appreciation. It works in the negative as well as in the positive. When your thanksgiving goes up, you will follow and you will go up. Thanksgiving blessings will arise in you when you reach up to cruising altitude. The life of the appreciator appreciates it's just that simple. That's where value comes from. You know, you'll never find a thanksgiver where you last saw him because God is always moving him forward. If you don't want to be found next year in the same spot that you're in, increase your appreciation for God. Be a greater thanksgiver. And I assure you, you will not be found in the same spot you're found in now. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, you're probably familiar with it, says, In everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God that passes understanding shall keep. Everyone say keep. Think of that word keep and what it means to be kept, kept safe, kept nourished, kept from the hand of the enemy, protected, kept in love. In everything, make your request to God with thanksgiving, and the God of peace, the peace that passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. There's some Christians going nuts, going mad, have fallen apart at the seams, having a breakdown. They need thanksgiving. They need to give some thanksgiving because their hearts aren't being kept. The devil's running away with their heart, their attitude. The anxiety's kicked in the front door of their life and it's running roughshod over them. Needs to be some thanksgiving there. Hallelujah. You see, God is the thanksgiver's keeper. 
When you meet a Christian who's being kept by God, I guarantee you meet a Christian who's a thanksgiver. Become a thanksgiver, God will keep you. Hallelujah. When the actions of life rise up against you, thanksgiving's the perfect reaction to life's actions. What are we going to do? The bills have attacked us. <clears throat> the COVID has attacked us. My sister-in-law has attacked us. Friends at church aren't, aren't returning my phone calls. Attacks from everywhere. What are we going to do? Oh, my. When the actions of life rise up against you, what's the perfect reaction? I got a phone call from somebody this week. Really got under my skin. You think, Pastor, I didn't think, can you really pastor a church and stuff can get under your skin? I do. Yeah, it happens. Boy, let me tell you. Got under my skin. Oh, boy, I tell you. I was imagining all kinds of reactions. But there was no peace. No peace. Didn't have any peace of the Lord. When you start digging that hole, you ever notice that you just keep digging? What happens? You get lower and lower. Right? So at any rate, it was a good thing. Went to bed and I slept. And again, uh, probably woke up at some point in the middle of the night. And I was just totally looking at the thing differently and giving God thanks. Lord, I just thank you. Just your Lord, I just thank you. And as I did, God flipped my entire attitude and voila, all of a sudden, the response that the Lord wanted me to bring to that situation came and you know what? There was another phone call in a couple of days and the situation's just beautiful. It's just like one of those Disney movies, little bluebirds are chirping. You know, and the animals are bringing food baskets and, and stuff. It's just wonderful little garlands everywhere, peace. It's great. God will be the keeper of that person who reacts to the actions of life with thanksgiving. You know, anyone can believe in the promises of God. Anyone can buy a Bible, own it, read it, and anyone can choose to believe in the promises of God. And, and you know, <clears throat> I love being a believer in the promises of God, but there's something I'd rather be, and that's a receiver of the promises of God. I want to be a receiver, because those promises sound so good, I want to receive them, right? So... Anyone can believe the promises of God, but the thanksgiver is the beneficiary of the promises of God because the thanksgiver files the claim. The, thank the thanksgiver, every time you give thanks to God, you're filing a claim in the blood covenant. You're filing a claim to the promises of God. Rather than sitting around trying to figure out, oh, how should I pray to get, and how should I confess and speak this, or how can I maneuver to get the promise of God, you know, to be fulfilled in my life and everything, and then eventually it's, well, maybe God just doesn't want to do this. There is a whole cabin service waiting to come out. Hallelujah. And it's not like those junkie flights today. You get little chips and, a, and some little corn kernel stuff that you never get out of your teeth. It's awful. Um... But when I first started flying, they brought out steak dinners, white linen napkins, and real silverware. And if you weren't filled up, they'd bring more. It was wonderful to fly back in those glorious days. 
And that's the way it is with the Lord. He's not junky. He wants to bless you. He wants to meet your needs. Praise God. The thanksgiver, the thanksgiver is the beneficiary of the promises because he's the one filing the claim. When you don't know what to pray for as you ought or, or how to pray or how to ask, just begin to give thanks. Just begin to thank God. When you do that, did you realize you're activating the blood covenant? You are expressing faith at the highest level. Father, I thank you that you are my peace. I thank you you are the Prince of Peace. Right when the whole world is screaming at you and threatening and everything's falling apart, oh God, I just praise you, Jesus is my peace. I thank you for that peace. Guess what? The Lord is just eager to bless you with his peace. You know that every day in the world, you are, if you're a student of the world and you sit at the feet of the world and you let the world train you, you're being trained to be the opposite of a thanksgiver. You are being trained to be a media commentary person. You ever notice how they just, they're so good at it, and they're very popular. They, nobody can give you bad news. That even if like, you know, I don't listen to CNN, BBC, the networks, and all that trash and lies and garbage. So I found myself a real news station, Newsmax. It used to be Fox News, I've watched Newsmax because I want to hear some truth. But even them, they, they look good, they talk good, but it's bad news. It's bad news. And you can become an expert at the bad news. You know what's happening? No matter how true it may be, no matter, no matter how informative it may be, it is killing the thanksgiving inside of you. Amen. So I'm not saying don't listen. What I'm saying is don't stop being a thanksgiver. Because the thanksgiver, the thanksgiver is expressing the covenant promises of God. And that's what we need to counter the bad news. Can you say amen? Confront every situation with thanksgiving to God. Psalm 107, verse 1 through 2. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So thanksgiving is the say-so of the redeemed. When you are giving thanks, you're the redeemed saying so. We Thank the Redeemer for what he has done for us because what he has done is what he will do if we would start giving thanks. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He didn't do for, other, for people 2,000 years ago things that he won't do for you today. He is consistent. God is good. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Best way I know to do it, give thanks. Be a thanksgiver. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving for past redemptions and blessings is the say-so that links you in your moment of need with the blessings that God has brought in years gone by. Praise the Lord. Look, when life wants to introduce you to disease, you ever gotten that call? Or maybe you've made the call to a friend or a relative. You've made that call. I've just gotten back from the doctor's office and he's told me I've got cancer. Or you've gotten a call from a friend or a loved one. And they're there on the other, quaking on the other line. I've just gotten back from 
a visit with my physician, and, and I've got this particular disease. So sometimes life shows up and it wants to introduce you to disease, to sickness. When that happens, the first thing you need to do, give thanks to God. You say, what in the world is there to thank God for? Lord, I thank you for the stripes of Jesus that he bore for my healing. I thank you for the word that is medicine to all of my flesh. Oh, there's so much to thank God for. You don't want to let that phone call eclipse the bright light of God's promises. So when life introduces you to disease, give thanks for the stripes of Jesus and introduce your disease to Jesus the healer. Thanksgiving is the connective tissue between the promises and you're receiving the fulfillment of them. Remember, thanksgiving will eventually lift and elevate and appreciate and bring you up to cruising level and the service that God is eager to begin to pour out to you will begin to come. And you can reach, you can reach cruising level in the deepest valley. In the tightest crevice of a trial, you can reach cruising level. Cruising level with God doesn't depend on circumstances improving so that you are so high above all the negative circumstances while you're chained to the prison wall like the Apostle Paul and Silas. You can give thanks to God and hit that cruising level. They thank God. They kept praising God that night in jail, the Philippian jail, kept singing and praising and giving thanks to God. Hallelujah. They reached that 38,000-foot level, and boom, out came the cart. Chains fell off. Not only did they get what they needed, but the jailer and his family got saved. You're going to get more than what you need and what you're looking for if you learn to be a thanksgiver. Hallelujah. If you suffer great loss, you don't know how to respond. Give thanks to God with the redeemed life that you still have left. You ever said, I'm down to my last thread. This is the last straw. People have just been taking pieces of me. I don't think there's much of me left. I'm down to the last. Well, with the last bit of redeemed life in you, give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord. Because Isaiah 51.11 says, Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return. See, God has ordered and ordained a return for you. You're not supposed to stay in that diminished state. You're supposed to return. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion. And everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy. Sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Blessings can return to you from any part of a redeemed person's life when you walk in thanksgiving. Somebody say amen. You can close your Bibles and stand with me. As we prepare to pray, I want to invite you. I want to invite every single one of you to come and gather around the front. If you need to sit uh, to, to be comfortable, the front row, you just sit in one of those. But I'd like you to gather around this red-covered uh, table with all these prayer requests because I'd like us to come together and just pray. 
We're going to take a few minutes and we're going to thank God that every one of these needs He has met, that He has blessed each and every one of us. Whether we have received or not, maybe we just need to get up to cruising level. So I'd like you to join me.